Hello, and welcome to the Crypto Masters Podcast, helping the general public master an understanding of crypto assets. My name is Brian McCoy. And my name is Ross Eaton. And we are the, the Crypto, Crypto Masters. Masters. That was pretty good. All right. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> On my end, it sounds good, but I don't know about your end. It's a little off, but that's all right. We're 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 miles apart. All right. Let's get started on today's episode, Ross, because today we're diving into the world of DeFi, decentralized finance. As a reminder, our goal is to provide information about crypto assets to help the public make investment decisions in the crypto space. We don't try to predict short-term price movements, so this show is not for short-term traders. And we provide information about different crypto assets to allow you, the listener, to make your uh, your own fi- in financial and investment decisions. This is not financial advice. All right. We are not giving financial advice, but Ross, do you know the hottest topic in crypto right now? It's DeFi. Tell me, bro. I have to say it. DeFi, so hot right now. <laughs> that, that was your Zoolander homage that I know you've been waiting for. Well, you've moved, got to my attention. <laughs> I tried. Nice. You always got to pay homage to Zoolander on the show, but. Nice. Yeah. I'll we, call uh, you Hansel. Yes. Yeah, let's jump into it, Brian. Let, let's jump into Compound. All right. Decentralized finance is the buzz in crypto right now. There are lots of DeFi projects that we can discuss, and almost all of them are are on the Ethereum blockchain, which is kind of interesting. And uh, Ross, we talked about perhaps updating our Ethereum uh, podcast, and we may do that soon um, because DeFi is having uh, an impact. But anyway, so we had a lot of uh, different tokens we could choose from, but we decided to do Compound. Compound, it's an ERC-20 token on the Ethereum blockchain, and it literally burst onto the scene in June of 2020, quickly muscling its way into the top 20 market cap. It's now settled back in. It's somewhere around the top 30 at the time of... uh, recording this uh, broadcast, but it really was a um, uh, just a burst onto the scene like we hadn't seen in a long time. Yeah, th- this one was actually crazy. I remember you telling me about it, Brian, and then, I mean, it, I remember you told me about it back in June when it was new, and then all of a sudden it's on way up there on crypto market cap. So it's just it's just insane. It, it really is. Um, but yeah, like you said, DeFi is the hot thing right now. Um, it's been around since about 2000, uh, you know, 2018. Um, it used to be referred to as open finance, but that's lame, Brian. It didn't catch on. DeFi, yeah, if you DeFi say DeFi, catchier, that's, yeah. That's or, you know, if you kind of, if you're in conversation, you know, over drinks, you said DeFi or, you know, if you're fancy. No, I'm just kidding. DeFi really caught on from open finance. <laughs> I defy you to tell better jokes. All right. So, <laughs> oh, you got me. 
I Compound teach. lets you uh, lend and borrow uh, crypto without any middlemen. Nice, right there. So, Ross, you and I both have own uh, several crypto assets. Um, and I'm going to ask you this question rhetorically because I know the answer. How, how much interest or dividends are you getting paid on all of your crypto that you're hodling? Uh, Answer, no. <laughs> none. <laughs> you're getting nothing. We're both, you know, and, and, and most people are doing the same thing with our crypto assets is we're hodling them, hoping that the value of the coin or token increases and, and mostly they have. So that's all good. But the, 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 one of the concepts behind DeFi is, you know, what if you could both get, get the appreciation aspect of it and get an interest on top of that and the answer to that is nice yeah and especially nice maybe a little scary that um you know you can essentially borrow money you don't have to you know they don't have to know your identification they don't have to know who you are you don't have to have a credit check all you need is crypto wallet and you're good to go so yeah so that's one part you mentioned is the uh the no K kyc the know your customer that you know everything that operates in the u.s um the the banks and the and the different platforms have to are required to you know get uh information about their customer you know we're used to giving driver's license and social security and all that to our banks so not required in compound but ross why don't we talk about or you talk a little bit about how how it works the the lending and borrowing aspect and, and are they matching you up with another individual who wants to borrow the same thing you want to lend or how, how does it work? Yeah. So um, a disclaimer here for uh, compound, you know, and DeFi, we're going to be doing a shallow dive. Definitely going to take bigger dives later on as this, as appears to be, you know, growing and growing rapidly. Um, but yeah, so DeFi and how these lending and borrowings happen, you know, like you kind of touched on Brian, there's no one, you know, I'm specifically borrowing from or lending to. Um, it's basically works uh, kind of, I don't know if you've heard of the term uh, liquidity pool, but um, basically it's a pool of assets. Um, you can borrow. And when I say borrow, you can, Let's say you want to borrow Ethereum, you can put up Ethereum or Ether, um, but you can, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought for a second, but you can either borrow directly or swap a currency. Um, we'll touch on that a little bit later. Um, but basically, it's just a big pool. Um, what's cool is you can put your assets in it and earn interest. Um, so if people are actively using the pool, um, it's kind of interesting to me on on the on the lending side i understand it um you know i i, I can like i i have a asset that's sitting there doing nothing like we just talked about i might want to lend it and and earn some interest so that i get on the borrowing side it's you have to put in um, collateral and then you can borrow a certain percentage of that collateral. 
So it's kind of like here I'm giving you my, my my crypto that's worth you know 1000 US dollars and then I'm going to borrow something that's worth 600 US dollars. What? Why do you do that? I mean if you got it I, I think the answer is you, you don't want to liquidate your holding and yet you want to borrow against it. But I guess you could borrow against it in Tether or some um, stable coin that's pegged to the US dollar. But in any event, it's just, you know, this is why we're, we're, we're doing a shallow dive today. We're still sort of learning and it's still very new. Um, but uh, there's just a lot of aspects of it that I find pretty interesting. But it's more on a kind of a factual report, um, there's, there's nine different tokens that um, the compound protocol lets you either lend or borrow. And a lot of them are, are pretty well known, including BAT, uh, Basic Attention Token, which we already did a podcast about. There's 0x, um, which is another DeFi. I, I put that in the DeFi category. There's Wrapped BTC. There's DAI, uh, pretty well-known stablecoin. ETH, of course. Um, there's REP, which is the token for Augur. And then Tether, you know, with the, the biggest stablecoin of all. So those are some, what is that? I listed about seven of the nine. I think there's a couple other stablecoins um, that you can either lend or borrow against uh, using the Compound Protocol. And... Uh you know, not to get anyone confused here, let's say like, let me just kick you a scenario. So you go on Coinbase, you won't buy a compound. Um, you're really kind of investing in um, the use of compounds pool. You know, you just have the coin. You, you're, not, you're not lending and borrowing yet. Compound right. has an app itself, which is a liquidity, a liquidity pool that you can then go on you can either use compound or the coins that uh, Brian just mentioned. Um, so yeah, that's, that's one aspect that kind of had me turned around a little bit. So, yeah. So if you just want to be an investor in it, you can do like, like, like we do for everything else, go on Coinbase or whatever other, um, you know, whatever one has it as a, uh, one of their uh, coins or tokens that they trade, you can just buy it. And hope it goes up in value. Um, and and we'll talk about here in a minute. You know, it, it has had a pretty crazy ride so far. Um, but also, when you use the the uh, the compound platform for lending and borrowing, you also earn some comp. Sort of in addition to the uh, the interest rates that you get, um, you earn a little bit of comp by using their um, their platform and. Uh, you, you, you and I talked about on, on basic attention token by using the Brave browser, you get paid a little bit of that. And it's kind of a similar concept here. If you use the compound platform, you get paid a little bit of comp. Um, so yeah, it's, it's two different things. If you don't want to engage in the uh, lending and borrowing, you can just invest in a sense, invest in the underlying concept of, of compound. And, and if it does well, you can, you're, value of your comp will go up. And the thing, Ross, we probably ought to mention is that the um, you mentioned the liquidity pool and an interesting aspect of this that different, you know, differentiates it from regular banks is 
the interest rates are floating both as a lender and as a borrower and they actually do that to try to make sure that demand uh, supply and demand stay somewhat um, level so if uh, something gets too popular as a as an asset being borrowed like let's say bat um, they can raise the um, interest that the borrowers have to pay um, so that then fewer people will want to do that because you don't want to pay. I, I know recently it was at 30% annual interest to borrow BAT. That means they wanted that to come down. They wanted fewer people wanting to borrow. And then on the other side of that would have been the lenders of BAT um, would be getting paid more to try to, they try to, to equalize it. So anyway, that's kind of an interesting aspect that you should keep in mind if you're going to use the platform. It's not like you sign your, you know, get a mortgage and you know you're paying 4.5% for 30 years. Um, you know, th this can, I, I don't know how frequently it changes, but, you know, frequently your rates are adjusted. So that's something to keep in mind as well. Yep. Yep. I've, I've read there's other you know, there's obviously other coins that have fixed rates, but at least with compound, it's it's variable. And like you said, Brian, it depends on um, demand and supply, you know, like how many, how much compound is out there and, you know, based on the certain coin that's being borrowed or has more demand, you know, that goes up too. So definitely well, awesome. Both stuff. of our um, efforts in researching compound, we noticed that some people are doing, um, yield farming and i don't think that's anything we want um our to encourage our listeners to do but i think some of the more advanced people have have found out that you can do some yield farming what what is that why don't you tell us what that is oh if you've been on you know if you've been following crypto lately or on reddit i mean there's there's tons of memes and really funny ones out there about um yield farming and all that stuff out there right now um I've heard it described as the the rocket fuel of DeFi, but um, it's uh, it's really you got to know what you're doing with it. I mean, yeah. you've got to you're basically kind of manipulating the system and finding like you know which exchange rate. You know, if I buy this one coin or uh, borrow and lend for this one coin, I can manipulate that and borrow and lend for another and try to gain an edge on the system itself based on like just kind of like what we were talking about kind of the lending fees and stuff like that not my forte but yeah. um yeah well and I, I think it's for more advanced people the, the word that came to mind when i read about it was arbitrage they're just trying to find here's you know if i can borrow at this rate but over here i can i can lend the same thing and that will net me um you know a certain yield uh, to me that's just a, a, a version of, of arbitrage just comparing um rates on on different in this case different tokens and seeing how you can you know use the lend side and the and the borrow side to uh to get some extra yield there so hey for those doing it good you know go for it that's great i think that's the thing that as the uh, uh market becomes more mature that tends to go away um and i believe it will but you yeah. know again for the early adopters who who are uh, knowledgeable enough to do it then great great go for it yeah and like you said brian like as these pools are gonna grow um you know the goal is to kind of edge all of that out but in these yeah, early and just efficiency 
Yeah. As it gets more mature, it gets more efficient, and they're just not the opportunities just aren't going to be there. But for now, they are. So yeah, that's great. But anyway, that's not really what um, you know we're here for our listeners for. Let's give it. Let me give a little bit more basic background. You know, I said it launched uh, June sixteenth, twenty twenty. Um, the comp uh, token is COMP comp. Um, that day it, um, closed. So it's opening day. It closed. Not, I mean, these markets never close, but I, I think they have a closing. They always have a closing at the end of the day, which may be midnight on, you know, some general standard time. Uh-huh. It closed at $93 the first day of trading. The next day it closed at $64 per comp. Four days later, $381. So it went from $64 a token to $381. On June 21st, uh, at some part of that day, it reached $381. That's, wow. In four days, that is a, uh, a massive appreciation. It's come back down to earth, I think. Um, we don't like to date our program, but it's back down to about 150 as of the recording of this uh, program. So it does not have a maximum supply. That's one of the things uh, we always look for. Um, some of the other names in, in DeFi, they're either competitors or um, are involved in some other aspect of DeFi or MakerDAO. That's a big name, been around a long time, had some problems. Um, synthetics, which actually uh, in my uh, initial Thoughts on that are very positive, and the same with Kyber. Um, both of those are traded, uh, uh, well, all of these are, are traded coins. Um, Balancer, I think Balancer is more like an exchange, a, de- a decentralized exchange, which is kind of cool. Um, and those are on the rise as well. So, you know, Coinbase, um, all the others. <laughs> Kraken, Binance are going to have competition from totally uh, decentralized exchanges, which is almost ironic that, (laughs) you know, Coinbase and and Binance make all their money being centralized in a decentralized world. But but here comes the here come the decentralized exchanges. So, yeah, it's very interesting. It's kind of like the the system they're helping out. It's kind of eating them. A lot. <laughs> it's kind of like that. And, and really another thing um, that's interesting is, and I was wondering this, you know, for Coinbase to have comp at this early on, you know, to, to, to offer compound, the comp token, this early on kind of struck me as a little bit odd. You know what I mean? Um, they've only announced that um, Cardano is not even traded on that platform yet yeah. they announced it i think it's going to happen by the end of the year but so how did comp get on there so quickly i was wondering and then i found out uh coinbase venture their venture capital arm was an early investor in compound finance so they just had you know a little motivation for them <laughs> so, well yeah and isn't that kind of interesting that um you can have control over the success of your investment um, anyway, you know, because anything that's yeah. traded on Coinbase is going to go up in value. That's that's just a proven fact. For at least well, a while, at least there's an initial bump. Yeah, and it, I remember you first told me about 
um, compound, you know, launched in June and all of a sudden it was on Coinbase. I was like, wait, I almost thought you're, you're confused or something. Like there's no way it's on Coinbase. Already. Yeah. No. But, I mean, well, so I figured it out when I saw that uh, Coinbase Ventures was an early investor in like 2018. So yeah, yeah. Well, as soon as you're ready, we'll put you on there. Nice. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. All right. That's, <laughs> that's capitalism, I guess. Um, all right. So uh, Ross, so right now, what's the status of the decentralization of Compound? We were talking yeah. about the others. What, what's the status of this? So. You know, I can't fault him on this yet because so many are centralized, but it is a centralized project at the moment. Um, but that's normally the trend. Um, you know, normally these projects um, try to start off centralized and move to decentralization, you know, in the future. So Compound being new, it's got to get started. So it's centralized, but there are plans to decentralize it. So. Um. Yeah, and you know, um, I, I think I read that um, a lot of the uh, uh, founders and early investors um, got a pretty good chunk of the uh, of, of the outstanding uh, tokens, or or will will get a pretty good chunk, and that's always a little bit of a a red flag for me that I guess I'll I'll talk about shortly when we get to uh, final thoughts. Um, Sure, you know if you get a if you get a chunk of it, and then you know, let's decentralize. Who cares, you know? Um, oh yeah, once you get your you know amount. Yeah, of I'm being a little jaded, but you know, because they're entitled to something. But anyways, it looks like they took a pretty, pretty big, uh, pretty big piece of it. All right, Ross. What else you got to add? We we we're, we we said it's going to be a fairly shallow dive. Uh, we can get to final thoughts uh, soon, unless you have some more some more thoughts on compound. No, I, I I'm honestly ready for final thoughts. I uh, my final thoughts are you know this bodes well for Ethereum. <laughs> it's pushing more traffic. <laughs> um, I. I, I like the idea though. I gotta say the decentralized world of this stuff, uh, I want it to mature. I want it to get better. It's kind of like, you know, that little kid that makes you a finger painting of a house or something. And like, you know, he shows you to you. Oh man, look at this. It's like, uh, it's, it kind of looks like a house. Keep working on it. Bring it back to me. But I, I like, I just, I like the idea here, but I, I'm going to sit and wait on it. Um, if, if it stabilizes, uh, I'll probably move some money in there. But I think at this point, it's just it's just too risky of a, a market for the lending and borrowing for me. I don't know. I will be putting more money into Ethereum because of all the traffic it's bringing. So. Yeah. So uh, are you saying that you're not only um, not going to participate in the lending and borrowing, but you're also not going to buy the comp token to, and hodl it. Oh, I think so. I'm glad you brought that up, Brian. I think I will. I'll probably put in a little bit of compound um, just because it's just, I mean, it's the buzzword around. Everyone's freaking out about it. Um, I think I'm only going to participate from like an educational standpoint at this point, just to learn and kind of get more, you know, a better feeling for it. But at this point, it's just so new. This DeFi stuff is so new. I'm, 
I'm kind of just holding back and watching. But I'm definitely into Ethereum with this one. <laughs> so Yeah. All right. Final thoughts from me are going to be uh, pretty similar. So the question is, am I going to invest in, in – and on this show, that means really buy and hold for some period of time, um, the comp token. And the answer is not now. <laughs> um, it's just too early. It's Wild West. I don't understand it well enough. And I mean, I can see getting in on it, like you said, because it's a hot, um, you know, it's it's early and it's a hot property, but you know, I don't know if uh, if it's already had its run up and it's coming down. Or, um, but but most importantly, I, I'm with you. I am going to be an investor in DeFi. Um, I think at some point when I find the right one, I just don't know enough yet about the competitors and the strengths and the weaknesses. I've got my eye on uh, Kyber and on synthetics um we're in in the u.s ross that we said before i think it's um not difficult for us to buy for me to buy kyber i affect and think kyber is traded on coinbase or coinbase pro um it may be I, i'm not sure about synthetics um so unless i want to do the whole vpn thing and pretend i'm from another country and buy buy it on a a foreign exchange um, that might be a little harder for me to get, but they're going to be, um, you know, they're going to be easy to buy for anyone um, soon. Obviously comp is now, I think Kyber is now, but uh, I need to check out the competition more and find out where in the DeFi space I want to put my money. Um, and I'm not ready to do it on compound uh, yet, but very interesting project. Um, I give them uh, uh, kudos. It's going to be a game changer for crypto. It's probably going to be a game changer for Ethereum, as you said. Um, we are going, I think we're going to update our Ethereum show. We got that on our list. Oh, yeah. Just because there, there have been some changes. Um, now, you know, though, so, so it all looks good for Ethereum. No question that Ethereum is dominating the DeFi as the platform for DeFi. No question. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But, um, you know, Charles Hoskinson and probably, you know, with Cardano is saying, we still, we still can do it. We, we still can get a lot of this, the DeFi projects on Cardano. And I'm sure, you know, Chainlink and Tezos are saying the same thing. EOS. Um, but there's a, you know, Ethereum has the big uh, early advantage, and I will. I do agree with you that right now, for me and you, um, in, in in our approach to crypto investing, the DeFi boom makes me want to invest in Ethereum right now, and then I'm going to sort out the underlying DeFi projects, and then try to figure out which one of those, if any, I want to go in. But I think there will be some that I want to go in. I said I got my eye on Kyber and synthetics and compound but i just need to yeah. do some some comparison and figure them out a little bit more talk to guys in like you and who are who are using them you know jump on myself 
Seemed um, to make sense. Out, but yeah, <laughs> a little too early for me to go with uh, investing in compound. But super exciting project. I encourage our listeners to study it and and figure it out because DeFi is on the rise. So let's get on let's get on the wave early. Oh yeah, I, I just want to say, Brian, you said it perfectly. This is the wild west right now. If there's a wild west of crypto, it's DeFi. That's right. And, um, yeah, huge marks to Ethereum and maybe a knock to Cardano. You know, kind of. Yeah, I mean, ultimately. You know, um, I'm invested in both. We're getting off topic a little bit in both Cardano and Ethereum, and I certainly think there's room for both. Um, at least for a long time, they both can have their different um, the markets. They both can successfully go up, which and they will, I believe. Not investment advice, but I believe they both will go up. But at some point, there's going to be a reckoning, or or I think a little decision. Hey, I've got a lot of both of these. Which one do I want to start, you know? Yeah, which uh, selling some. Yeah. But you know, even if um even if Ethereum stays dominant in DeFi, other projects like Cardano can have their own niches. And you know, Cardano uh, seems to be carving out a niche with uh in Africa with some of the payment systems there. So, you know, they, they could do well on that while Ethereum's going through the roof on on DeFi and some of their other things. Uh, Cardano and some of the other platforms can be doing well in a different market um, and trying to take some of the DeFi, but um, definitely think there's room for more than one uh, uh, platform. Yeah, excellent points. Excellent points. All right, Ross, let's wrap it up. We've, we are now, we've now dipped our toe in the world of DeFi. We got our listeners hopefully encouraged to look into it for themselves and we will be back with another podcast on another crypto asset next week yep y'all stay safe out there on the world DeFi. be safe <laughs> all right take care everybody <laughs> let's do this next time